Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me as my co-host is the always wonderful Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, Dwaylon. How's it going, everybody? And as a special guest today, we have Northern Wrestling Federation future star Joe Pro James. How you doing, Joe? What's up, everybody? First, let me start off saying that danger has no limit when you're dealing with the Joe Pro James. Good evening, fellas. How are you? Doing good. You doing all doing right? Good. Man, I'm doing amazing, man. Um, I'm having a great day so far. I'm, I saw the Bengals get a big victory, so I'm feeling pretty uh, daggone good right now. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you were a Bengals fan because they, they just ran over the Ravens today. Yes, yes, I, I, I completely enjoy. I'm, I'm proud of them, man. If they can just win a playoff game, then that, to <laughs> yeah. me that would be a, that would be a Super Bowl win for me. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, do you realize the Bengals have not won a playoff game since you and I were in our senior year of high school? I know. That is, I mean, that's hasn't that that was it's been since '92, right? They haven't, from what I've, uh, if my memory is correct, they haven't won a playoff victory since 1992. Was it 92 or I thought it was 91, but uh, either way, it's been a while. I think they went in 91, but they didn't win it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was 92. Yeah, yeah. they went back the next year and won a playoff game. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to to step that up because from what I've researched, they said the Bengals are the only team in franchise history that's gone the longest drought without a playoff victory. Man. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that changed this year. I'm hoping that changed this year. I mean, they've um, got a good team. I mean, if they can keep everybody healthy and you know just you know keep winning, they can they can get there. Uh, protect Joe Burrow. That's that's all I'm asking. Please <laughs> protect Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, sir, man. Y'all, y'all can win all you want to until the. Uh, November 21st, because all I can say is Raider Nation. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, my money's always on my Packers, so it's okay. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, so we, I mean, yeah, we all three have separate teams that we all cheer for, which is good. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've been a Raiders fan since, since 1984 when they, they won the Super Bowl against uh, mm-hmm. Washington. So, and yeah. I've just liked them ever since. Very Super Bowl ever watched, and I've been a Raiders fan ever since. And that was before I knew about the Raider Nation. Now I'm just really happy to right. be. They haven't won a Super Bowl since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Packers have won two and been to four, I think. Yeah. You know, right. so the Packers have definitely been um, a lot more dominant. So, um, but, you know, Joe, as we're, uh, you know, as we actually start the interview, so. Tell us, how long have you actually been in the wrestling business? Man, it was so crazy. Uh, I've been in the wrestling uh, business for five years now. Um, okay. I started back in January of uh, 2016. It's when I started training. It was my first day of training, uh, January of the 28th, 2016. And uh, it's, it's been a roller coaster ride ever since, man. Um, I've been, uh, you know, it, it took two years for for me to finally get on uh, a show. I, I didn't have my debut until um, August of 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So it was a different uh, time back then. You know, we was at the old Bone Crushers at that point, and uh, we didn't have a Future Stars division when I started. 
Okay. So, um, you know, you, you had to pay your dues a lot more back then than you do now, you know? And, um, what's so crazy is I, I started at, uh, 28 years old. I was like the oldest, uh, trainee in there <laughs> at the time training, you know? Yeah. I started wow. when I was 28 and, um, I've been wanting to do this since I was 18 years old. My mind was already made up when I graduated from high school that wrestling is what I wanted to do. But, uh, you know, my mother and, and family members and, you know, my aunts basically talked me out of it and said, no, this is not what what, what you're doing. You know, I'm, I don't want my son to be a wrestler. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, uh, she gave me the uh, the typical, well, you need to, go to school, get a degree. Uh-huh. And I had I had no passion of going to school and getting a degree. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So uh, I let my aunts talk me into doing, uh, you know, going to school for childhood education. And so I wasted my money in UC. Uh, I wasted 20 grand for three years going to school for something I, I had no passion of, of doing. So I finally dropped out after my second year. I finally dropped out. You know, I finished, but I, I, you know, I just decided that this, this is just not kicking, man. This is not, I'm not feeling it. This is not for me. Yeah, this is, this is not for me. So from that point on, man, from the time I was 18 up until I was 28, I was just basically um, just drifting through life, you know, and just uh, letting life, life pass me by. I would just work temporary jobs here. I would work through three different temporary agencies. Um, I was working a part-time job at Bob Evans. So I was just basically everywhere, just not knowing what I wanted to do. I was just basically spinning my wheels for, for that long. So it just got to the point, um, fast forward to when I was 28, where I just, I just, I just got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore, man. I, I just, um, I just said, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm out of my mom's house by this point. I'm like, you know, wrestling is something I really want to do. So. I'm going. I'm going to take a leap of faith, and I'm going. I'm going to give it a shot. Right. Uh, I'm. I'm a lot older. You know. Of course, I was a lot older by that point. I had a lot of self doubt, but I told myself, you know what? I can. I can. I can do this. I'm still in good shape. I, you know, went to the gym six, seven days a week. So, uh, you know. So I said, I'm going to give it a shot. So I went ahead and pursued it. Um. And you want to know what's so crazy? I was uh, working at Amazon at the time, and I found that that one of my coworkers was training at Bone Crushers. Oh wow! And okay. yeah, yeah, his name was Chris, and um, he tried it for a couple weeks, and he's like, "Man, I had to quit because he said, uh, you know, the training there is 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 rough. That you know, the trainers there are hard on you." He said, I, "I'm a wrestling fan, but I don't I don't think I can be a wrestler. It's just." I don't think this is my cup of tea. <laughs> so I said, you know, I didn't let that discourage me. So I said, I'm still going to give it a shot. So he, he told me the information and I head down the bone crusher that following week. And I, I haven't turned back ever since, man. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems to be a, a theme lately, Dwayne, when everybody's telling us they started when they were like 27, 28 years old, Yeah. yeah. you know, right. um, and I mean, I, I think and that's, the icing that's, that's on a cool. cake. I, yeah, yeah, and, and the icing on a cake too, man. Is what what really drove me to start was um, I was watching a lot of Diamond Dallas Page's matches, and he really, he really, really, uh, you know, put the na- nail in the coffin for me to let me know that look, I can really do this because Dallas uh, Dallas Page he started when he was thirty five. 
Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, wrestling. He he was 35 years old when he started, but he was a hard worker. He outworked yeah. almost everybody. So that's <laughs> what really let me know that, look, I, I can do it. It's not too late. It's never too late if you have the heart, drive, and determination. So, uh, yeah, that's what really inspired me to, you know, get into it when I was watching a lot of his matches. So would you say that, that Diamond Dallas Page, he's obviously one of your favorite wrestlers? Uh, yes, he's he's one of them. Uh, but my top guy <laughs> is uh, Booker T. That that's that's the guy that really really uh, got me hooked into professional wrestling um, when I was ten years old. That's when I started okay. watching professional wrestling. Booker T. and Chris Benoit. Um, I would never. I, I I remember like it was yesterday. I was helping my grandfather chop wood and cut grass after school. Um, you know, my grandmother and my grandfather would watch me after um school because my parents was working full time so they was watching me and um i remember cutting grass with my grandfather i was chopping wood and around 8 30 I, I won't forget it was on a thursday night uh <laughs> i took a shower i got ready for bed and my grandfather he was into wrestling so he was watching wcw thunder booker t and chris benoit best of seven series yeah. 1998 and once i saw that man that was my first time ever seeing professional wrestling and I sat down right next to him and I, I just fell in love ever since, man. I just took it all in and I, I just became in love with it. See, I totally and, um, understand because my, I, I've been a wrestling fan since I was like five and my grandmother was the one, she was always into wrestling and she got me into it and I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, yeah. Booker T and Crispin Walls what started off for me. That's what, that's when I first started watching professional wrestling when i was 10 years old uh that best of seven series it, is what started it off mm -hmm. Man, and, and then when see, i saw go ahead I'm sorry. i was gonna say to see two guys who were that good i mean that that's being yeah. your very first match you ever saw that would yeah i could see how that would get you hooked yeah it, i just it was just the whole storytelling man it just gave chills it just sent chills through my body man like they were actually in that match beating the living crap out of each other. Mm -hmm. it, it looked like a it looked like a fight. Yeah. To me, you know, and I was a child at the time, and I just said, "Wow!" I said, "You know, the way they were chopping each other and just how they were just laying strikes, and you know, and they were just, they're both intense individuals, Crispin Wall and and Booker T. You know, every stroke of every strike that they laid, every kick, every punch, it, it meant something. Right. Right. You know, and it had authority. It, it was, it had a lot of authority to it. So that's what got me hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was actually going to say Booker T was, um, I could just tell from your wrestling style, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing some Booker T in there. You know, yes. and, and I think the big thing <laughs> is uh, your finishing move. Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. So the axe um, kick. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, Dwayne, guess what his finishing move is? Yeah. It's... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, and the other one, and the other finishing move for my submission is uh, the cross face. Oh, okay. okay. So right. there you go. Yeah, that's that's oh, wow. my that's my submission. But I call it, I don't call it the cripple cross face. I call it the Joe Pro cross face. <laughs> so I added, so I added my own little I added my own little spin to it. So. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, because um, and from the first time you know you and I actually met up at um at Jake Sweeney. And Jake I, Sweeney's, yes. Yep, and I remember talking to you then, and I was like, "Man," I said, "You're good," you know. Um, yeah. And I was looking for, I was like, "I've got to get this guy on the show." And I told Dwayne, and I was like, "Man," I said, "There was this guy I talked to, 
you know, during the show itself, I said he's one of the he was in one of the very first matches. I said, but he came out and you had already showered. You came out, I mean, and dressed nice. And I was like, and just talking to this guy, I said, we've got to get him on the show. I said, I remember like it was yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I've, I've been talking about you ever since then. So, um, and definitely good things. Oh, you know, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, I mean, and so yeah, um, so hopefully we don't disappoint you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, uh, on our end. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I we had a spark when we instantly started uh, connecting with each other, man, and, and yeah, talking. We did. So yep. I, I realized there was a spark instantly. I, I didn't know who you were. You didn't know who I was, but we just we just clicked. So I, you know, I knew there was something there. I said, "Yeah, this is this is a guy I definitely want to go on and have a podcast with." Oh, and heck talk yes, with. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so besides Jake Sweetie, where all have you been able to travel to, uh, basically due to wrestling or because of wrestling? Um, so far, uh, not not too many places. I was able to uh, work at. Um, EWE, that's out in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Okay. Uh, I worked. I worked there a couple times. I did a couple uh, shows out there. And um, IWA, a lot of people don't know about this, but I uh, went to IWA Mid South to uh, compete in a tournament, IWA Mid South tournament. And the winner of the Mid South tournament would uh, face Jake Chris, and I was uh, the winner of the Mid South, the IWA uh, Mid South tournament. And I was able to uh, fake uh, uh, face Jake Chris for the uh, for the IWA Miss South Championship. That's awesome. I've watched Jake yeah, Chris. That was, was uh, that was back in 2020 of, of October. Uh, la- it was last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I was able to work with Kemba. Um, Kemba is the one that I wrestled early that night. And then, um, you know, 20 other competitors wrestled also. And um, whoever the winner was, they uh, yeah they think face uh, uh, Jake Christ for the uh, main event uh, championship. Okay, I'm not and really familiar. Chosen... Yeah, right. I was gonna say I'm not really familiar with him, but Dwaylen, you said uh, you know of him. Yeah, he um, he wrestled in uh, Impact Wrestling. Okay. It was, uh, it was him and his brother and uh, Sammy Callahan. Uh, they were called OV, uh, OVE Ohio versus uh, versus everyone. <laughs> they were, yes yeah good. yeah he's really good okay i'm gonna have to go check yeah. that out um because a lot of stuff uh joe with like impact uh because when i was in the military and i was stationed overseas i wasn't able to catch a lot mm-hmm. of the impact stuff because i mean they were very mm-hmm. very wwe dominant and so mm-hmm. i mean you almost had to like search out okay give me something other than wwe and so i would see like little news clips about you know TNA and then some other, but I wouldn't wasn't able to really keep up with it like I can back mm-hmm. in the states. You know, so just like they had a pay per view last night, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I, I I was there watching you. I'd rather watch you. you know, <laughs> than... <laughs> but with the crazy thing about it too, man, I wasn't expected to uh, to go that far in the tournament. I was just there to you know get exposure and just get more just get more rain time and get more experience. You know. But never in a million years did I think that uh, a guy li- like me, uh, only having 20 matches, barely having 20 matches at that point, going to be in a uh, main event with Jake Chris. So that was a shocker to me, <laughs> you know. And I was, uh, man, I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous that night. I was like, oh my god! I said, I barely have uh, experience, and I'm going against Jake Chris. But I had fun, and and I and I learned a lot. 
I learned a lot from Jake. I've seen, his, I've seen a lot of his matches when he was in Impact. Yeah. How good? How good is he? You you know because you actually you wrestled him. You know how good is he? Because I know he he looked really good in the ring whenever I watch him on TV. He man, Jake is so he's so crisp and flawless with his moves. Every he's like a he's just like an artist. He's an artist to me. Okay. When he's in that ring, it's like an artist, like Picasso. Man, he's just everything he does is with meaning and purpose. Everything is just every move that he does, every strike, every hold, everything is just smooth water, like crisp. Okay. Chris. You know, like Bruce Lee would say, like smooth be smooth like water. That's how that's yeah. how I imagine Jake Chris. Just he's smooth. He okay. moves like water, just so <laughs> smooth. Everything he does is smooth. Um so and that's what and that's what I learned from him. You know, he taught me a lot just from being in the ring with him, just within, you know, that nine minutes of being in the ring with him. I, he taught me a, a lot. Oh man, that, that's awesome! Being able to, um, like I said, get get in there with somebody who is that um, that experienced, you know, when they, who can really help you out when at the time you didn't have a lot of experience. Like you said, twenty matches, you know. I, I barely good. had. I, I swear to you, I, I barely had twenty matches by that point because you know COVID happened and you know everything was shut down right. for uh, for a long time and we were we weren't wrestling for for months. So uh, yeah, I, I barely had. Um, yeah, 20 matches under my belt, and I'm wrestling Jake, and I was just, I was so excited. <laughs> uh, so besides being in the finals of that tournament, what would you consider some of your other uh, accomplishments that you've done since you've been in wrestling? I would say the, uh, Dakota Wolf is another guy, is an accomplishment. He, he is another guy, I would say, that's in my top uh, guys that I've wrestled, one of the best okay. guys I've wrestled, Dakota Wolf. Um, Dakota is, is, uh, one, one of a kind, he, you know, I, I personally don't like the guy, but you know, his work, <laughs> and he is, uh, I can't, I can't put that past him. He's, he's one of the best that I've been in the ring with. Um, his, our intensities are, you know, it, it matches each other, you know, and we're both Taurus, we're both Tauruses, our Zodiac's high in our Tauruses actually. So we're both, you know, alpha male bulls, you know, so we both have a temper. So... When I think of Dakota Wolf, I, I think of, I, I look at me, I think of wrestling myself because I'm intense, he's intense, you know? So as far as like any kind of titles, any kind of championships, have you been able to pull anything thing like that off? Because you know, I haven't seen you with the belt, but it doesn't mean you haven't had any, and I'm definitely sure you will have some if you haven't already. I will soon. I, I have, I have, uh, I, I don't have any uh, titles that I, I've accomplished, but I, I'm well on my way, I can tell you that. Well, on my yeah. way. Mm -hmm. uh, and Dakota Wolf, um, well, it sounds like, you know, he's been one of your favorite matches that you've been involved in. Uh, but what have been some of your favorite matches that you've watched and other ones that you've been involved in? Uh, an another match, a uh, great match I've been involved in, um, Titan. He's another uh, guy I I've been in the ring with. That's, that's another very intense individual, uh, Titan. Um, I, I've learned he used to, be, uh, before he lost his mind, you know, I don't know what's been going on with him lately. He, he was, uh, he was at one point uh, my mentor. Okay. And he helped coach me up during the wrestling coming up, uh, through the ranks. Uh, he actually helped coach me. 
Yeah, he he looks like he has kind of kind of lost it a little bit. You know, well, just kinda... I don't know what's going on with with Titan. He's you know he's just not he's not the he's not the Titan that I knew when I yeah. first uh, joined this business. I would Juice kind of put it on him a little bit last night after you know he was laying in on Noah. You know, Juice kind of oh. got him out of there. Um, it, it was disgusting to watch. I was I was I was disgusted. Yeah, and you know Noah's mom and dad—they were at the audience too. Yes. Yep. And, and that's just again, that's just not the man that I I grew up knowing. Right. So I, I hope he gets help. Yep. Yeah, I'd say he definitely needs it because he's kind of turned into a little bit, little bit of a bully. And yes, yes. Yeah, so um, been bullying everybody in the Future Stars division. So he he definitely ha- needs to be stopped. There you go. Yes, and, but as far as other matches that I've I've watched, um, to answer your question, matches that I've watched, um, one of my favorite ones was uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Uh, I, I loved watching them growing up. That's that's uh, a match I, I loved watching. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. They were also two individuals that were um, that are just very flawless and crisp with their moves and great at telling stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roman 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 Reigns is another guy that I've uh, been watching that I'm very impressed with. He's been putting on very great matches. Roman Reigns. Um, and with the Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, I'm assuming you mean the Iron Man match and not the Montreal Screwjob. Yes. <laughs> no, not that. No, no, sir, not that. No, 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 no. Yeah, Iron Man for sure. Yeah. I don't even want to. I don't want to even th- think of that. That gives me nightmares seeing that. Oh, I cried man. that night when I saw this. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was definitely it was a, tough. Yeah, and explaining it to somebody who is not necessarily a wrestling fan, what happened, and then they get confused, and, and, and you know, and of yeah. course, they always like using the f word when they talk about wrestling. I'm like, right, okay. like right. maybe you don't understand. This moment was very, very real. There yeah, was that nothing... was a real mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Man, and uh-huh. yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, that Iron Man match. Um, the only reason I don't watch it more is because it is over an hour long, <laughs> you know. But yes, um, but then again, one of my favorite matches of all time is the '92 Royal Rumble, which is also over an hour long. Yeah, you yes. know. So, um, but that Iron Man match, man, it kept it. It kept for me. It kept my attention. It kept you engaged. Yeah. It kept me emotionally engaged. And I, again, I was a kid at the time when I watched that, but it kept me engaged the whole time. That whole hour. Yeah, I was in college when I watched it. I watched it live on pay-per-view, and um, mm-hmm. I, was, I was in college at the time, and it was just, it just kept building and building, and it's like, you'd think they'd get to a finish, and then right. somebody would kick out, and then, you know, Brett would do a submission, and you thought Sean was going to tap, and then Sean would get out of it, and when it went to sudden death, I was just like, how much more mm-hmm. do they have? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that and some people just just absolutely hate that match, and I don't get it because you know it's a textbook match. I mean, it really is. And right, people, I feel like a lot of people don't have the patience anymore. Maybe that's what it is. You know, you've got you know, you've got guys like the Young Bucks and stuff, and I think the Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams in the world. But mm-hmm. their style of wrestling has kind of spoiled current wrestling fans and i feel like current wrestling fans don't have the patience to watch like an iron man match from back then they're they're right. 
they're wanting the, the quick moves and the instant gratification, so to speak, instead of, you know, waiting as things build and build right. to conclusion. Right. And, and to piggyback off that, man, um, you know, I, I'm I'm more old school, man. I don't really watch today's product as much. I still follow it, but not as much as I did back in the Attitude Era and, you know, the, the early CW, WCW days and Saturday night. Um, the storytelling to me was just much better yeah. than today's product to, to me. Now, the athleticism is the, is the best has ever been, you yeah. know, no doubt. But as far as if you want to talk about, you know, storytelling and, you know, making you feel a certain way, you know, some type of emotion, you know, you can't beat the, the old school era. Yeah. You know, they, they brought out the, the uh, you know, the, the storytelling, the emoton. Yeah, and WWE, that's what I'm about. Right. Yeah. yeah. WWE's definitely gotten away from that. Now, A, AEW, actually, they do a really good job with, with their storytelling. They do. Exactly. Get you emotionally invested. Like, I, I still, every time Brian Danielson comes out for a match, I get goosebumps because he's wrestling yeah. people that you never thought he'd get to wrestle. And they, he's such a great storyteller anyway. And then just the way that AEW crafts their their stories is it's a really good product. I wish WWE would take some notes and right. improve. And, and don't and don't get me wrong, I love the moves. I, I'm I'm not talking down on the moves. I I love the athleticism that they do now. Um but it, it just feels like that everybody is just cookie cutter nowadays. Everybody wants to do the same thing and the same moves and Everybody yeah. want to be spot monkeys, like flipping yeah. spot monkeys. Everybody just want to do flips after flips after twirls, and 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 that's fine. You know, the moves are great to help tell the story, but it seems like a lot of people now on the roster just wants to do flips. Yeah, it's like they're using thing, the moves to tell the story. There, it's like well. I'm capable of all this stuff, so let me use this 15 minutes and get all my stuff in so that everybody mm -hmm. can see what I can do, but there's no story to what they're doing. Right. It just has It just has to be a balance to it. That, that, that's you know, just my take on that. It, it has to be a balance. It just it can't be all about the moves. You know, it's, it's got to blend. Yeah. And that's what uh, today's guys are, are, are missing. It's just the, the, uh, the charisma, too, the charisma. And uh, along with that, you know, because you can have uh, great athleticism all day and have 50 different flipping moves. But if you don't have no charisma, you're going to have it's going to be hard for you to connect with the fans. At the end of the day, it's about having that charisma to connect with the audience. Can the audience relate to you? Yeah. So um, that's how I see it, you know. And I'll tell you what, this is one of the things yeah. I really like about the NWF. And you can tell those with every single match, there's a story. And I've been to, you know, so many like so many of the events here, especially here recently. You know, every single match that comes out there, I could actually tell you, okay, this is what's going on here. Okay, this is what's going on here. I know the backstory of this one. I know the backstory of this one. And even last night, I believe there's something that has kind of that will be coming out of the match that you had, you and Juice against Jack Phoenix and Jimbo. You know, with um. Yeah, Jimbo. Jimbo, leaving, I, leaving his he's another, He is another guy. 
he's another guy that I that I'm having red flags and, and doubt about. Not and not only Titan, it's it's two of those guys. Really, Jimbo, because I I never really seen that side of Jimbo before. He's another guy that I need to keep my eye on. You know. Yeah, because he's always coming out being real positive. Hey, everybody, how's it going? And then he leaves his partner high. Oh, oh mm-hmm. no, my knee, my knee hurts right when Jack goes to tag him. And then he just walks out on him, just leaves. And it's him. very interesting. Yeah. Right. And, and it's very interesting too that you said that because not too long ago he did that to me. Really? I didn't know that. So this is the second. Yes. A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, he left me high and dry in bone crushers. Okay. So So my question to him, my question to Jimbo is, is it really the knee? What's 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 going on? Is is I feel like there's there's games going on. I, I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on it. But something's up with Jim. Yep. And but yeah, but it's another great story within the Northern Wrestling Federation. It's something that I'm gonna keep watching because I wanna know as well. And you know, like um with the women. You know, you have Ella and Selena Dean mm-hmm. used to be best friends. Mm-hmm. And now they're literally trying to kill each other in the ring because Ella got tired. Kill of each how, other. Yeah. Right. You know, and Ella got tired of how Selena was treating her. And so she's like, I'm done with you. You know, and that's why they had their, their first match down in Covington when they both got counted out because they were too worried about beating yeah. the crap out of each other than the title. They're like, I don't care what's going right. me out. I don't care. I'm still right. going to lay it in. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it's great yeah. matches, great wrestlers, great storytelling. And, right. you know, and you could have all the great wrestlers. You could have all um, the matches themselves, like you said, without it being a spot fest. Because that's what Jim Cornette, you know, he's actually stated that several times. He said that anymore, a lot of the ones in the WWE, especially, they're, they're coming out there. Well, I only have, you know, 10 minutes. I got to get all my stuff in. And yeah. it's like, you don't have to get it all in. I mean, have put some of your stuff. You don't in. have to. Yeah. You know, tell the story. Give, give it. I always say this: give it, give it, get, tell a story. Let it breathe. Let, let them, let it, let the match breathe. Everything don't have to be move after move after move. You want the fans to digest on what's going on, right? I yeah. love again. I say this again. I don't want to sound like a broken record. I love the moves, but it's placement is everything, man. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I totally agree. Um. <laughs> It's a time to do the cool moves, and there's time to tell a story and, and get the phone. The, the fans are mostly engaged. It's a time and place for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of guys are too worried about moments instead of long term stories. Yes. They're just, I think they're mm-hmm. more concerned with popping the crowd for that moment than they are for the long term, you know, for the integrity of the story yes mm-hmm. most definitely i agree uh so definitely agree um we know about the spooktacular that's coming up this weekend um besides that i'm, I'm assuming you're going to be there for that one uh yes i, I will be there for spooktacular yes okay. sir and some of the other upcoming events that i know about off the top of my head i know november 20th you're going to be back in mount orb uh the 27th of course then the anniversary the, show coming up yep the 27th uh that's yes. the one where um they're gonna induct uh, abyss into the nwf hall of fame um i keep reminding Joelon of that because i want to see if he can uh, come up here 
<laughs> so um to make that what five six hour drive from west yeah. paducah yes. um, i have so much respect for that man abyss i, I you know it's it's just still amazed me to this day that i, I get to see that man face to face and in person and i use I, I also grew up seeing him on tna wrestling you know I, I always loved watching the best and just to see always, you know, I always get to see him in person. It's just, uh, it's an honor to always meet him in person. He's a very great individual. Cool. Um, what else do you have yeah. coming up besides those that I just mentioned? Um, November 6th, uh, I return back to EWE wrestling, uh, Epic, Epic wrestling, uh, entertainment. That's the name of the promotion. Um, again, from Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, okay. I had that going on, um, November 6th, that's on a Saturday. And I, I'll be in a, a six-man uh, scramble match. Okay. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's about, about a, about a two-hour drive from here. Yeah, 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 Jeffersonville. Yeah, Dwayne, did you yeah. go to Jeffersonville very often when you were at UofL? Uh, yeah, I did a little bit, yeah. Yep. See, yeah, Dwayne, he's actually kind of a cardinal a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, you've already established you're, uh, you're a bear cat. Oh, <laughs> so, um, and so if somebody wanted to contact you for any kind of bookings, how would they do it? Uh, you can contact me on, uh, contact me on, um, Facebook, um, you know, Joe pro James or, uh, my Instagram, uh, which is also Joe Pro James. Con contact me on those. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, <laughs> so it's either uh, Facebook or Instagram. And yeah, see, I know those are your your social media outlets. Now, whenever you go on a road trip like down to Jeffersonville, and this is a question we've been asking everybody here recently. Uh, mm -hmm. What is on your music playlist when you go on a road trip? You're going to be very surprised, man. I love to listen, especially if I'm traveling by myself. I love to listen to a lot of jazz and um, uh, fusion jazz. Okay. Um, and sometimes country, uh, riding on the road. Um, reason is it, it just, it relaxes my mind. It puts me uh, at peace. And it actually, me, it actually gives me... Um, more creation of what, what I want to, uh, you know, do, you know, for the day, you know, it just, it just, it just relaxes my mind and puts me at peace. Oh, and it Ooh. makes me be more creative with my, with my moves, you know, what I, what I want to do, you know, so it, it, it music is very powerful, man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So that's how deep it is. Yeah. <laughs> M music is that deep that it, it, it actually helps me be more, uh, creative with my moves, what I want to do. So yeah, you're talking to two guys who are absolutely music lovers. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, so. You know, and also uh, some '90s R&B. So I'll, I'll switch it up. So not only jazz and um, country. Sometimes I'll listen to '90s uh, R&B, um, rap occasionally. Uh, J I'll listen to J Cole, um, Tupac. Tupac. <laughs> I have to listen to my Tupac if I'm on the road. Uh, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys like that, um, Nas, uh, old school Nas, I'll listen to him. Uh, old school Kanye West, and, 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 and before he lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's another guy that I raise my eyebrow uh, up uh, every now and then. He's he's actually uh, not the same person. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm praying for him. He he's not the same guy anymore. <laughs> I stick with late registration, Kanye. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the old Kanye West. Um, uh, Jay Z. I listen to Jay Z uh, if I'm on a road trip. So guys like that. Yeah, and and just like I said, when I you know I, I was stalking your Instagram, do you also play drums? Yes, I do. Wow. I've been playing drums since I was I've been playing drums since I was six years old, man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll tell you what. What we need to do is get you, Elias, and Rick Boogs, and yeah. you know what? I, you know I'll join you on bass because I play bass. You know we'll, we'll have our own bass. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I actually play bass in my in the band at my church. I mean, I play guitar as well, but um, but I mean, I I I'd stick mostly with bass now, you know. So, I, oh, I awesome. So, so we're uh, gonna have to be called the uh, we're gonna have to be called the intensity, but the intensity, the intensities. Yeah, there right? you go. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> um, yeah. If you, what, so, we, what are we gonna do? Uh, hard rock? What are we gonna do? Heavy metal? <laughs> uh, maybe. I, well, yeah, because the first time you met me, I was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. <laughs> so, um, but like, and, and of course, right now I'm wearing a Casting Crown shirt, you know, a little, little right. bit of difference, you know, between Iron Maiden and Casting Crowns. But, um, yeah. but yeah, and if you know anybody else in NWF who plays, man, you know, tell you what, well, we'll all, you know, a, after a show or before a show, we'll all get together and we'll, we'll see what all we can do. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I think I think that's be... that's that's cool that you're a musician though. That's that's awesome. Oh heck yeah! I've been uh, I started playing trumpet when I was in sixth grade, and then I played trumpet all the way through high school, even even a couple years after high school. Uh, but then eventually, I mean, I did pick up a, a guitar. I started playing guitar some when I was in high school, and then really got more serious about it. actually actually after I was already in the Air Force. You know, I bought a guitar, okay. bought a bass. You know, so I play a little bit of keyboard, not a lot, but. Uh, and I have saying my voice is not, my voice is too unpredictable now for singing. So I don't even try it. Uh, but yeah, man. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, I man. tried to play clarinet in the seventh grade, but I quit. I, I couldn't stand that <laughs> instrument. I couldn't stand, I, I wanted to try something different, but the clarinet, I couldn't do it. Wasn't for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, 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 you know, your choice of instrument could definitely make a difference, but you know, but obviously, you know, you love drums. You know, right. so uh, I would love to learn bass eventually. Okay. I would love to learn bass. Okay. Because it's uh, a rhythm session, you know, drums and bass rhythm section. So yeah. I, I would love to give that a try. You uh, know? Yeah. I mean, I'm always, my one ear is always locked into the bass drum because that's really what yeah. the bass player, you know, does. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Like I said, I mean, we'll, we'll get the NWF band and we'll set it up in the ring or something one time. Um, uh -huh. But, um, and, uh, my last, well, actually, before I ask my very last question, and this will be the biggest mystery of the day, Dwaylon, do you have any more questions for Joe? No, no, it's been a great conversation, and uh, I look forward to seeing big things from you, man. I appreciate that, man. Uh, thank you, thank you. Oh. I'm going to continue to work hard, and you know, uh, I'm going to get up in the morning, have my egg whites, my oatmeal, and hit the gym, and just uh, do it all over again, man. There you and go. And just continue to train, train hard, and just uh, reach the mountaintop. Cool. Yeah. You know, I have no doubt you'll get there. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, dude, you ought, you ought to see him live, Dwayne. Yeah, he's got that intensity and fire in the ring. And so, uh, but the biggest question of the day, the biggest mystery to me is last night, did anybody find Chris Demise's tooth that cracked off? Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> that was, that was very, uh, oh, that was, oh, 
Yeah, that was that was a that was a bad view to watch, man. Yeah, it was. That was that was that was very cringing, really yeah. cringing. Yeah, and man, tell you what, I think it's I I well, I tell you where it is. I think I know where it is. I think it's in Dubai somewhere. You think? Yeah, you think it's true? Well, maybe. I think um, I think it got kicked so far. <laughs> it's down in Dubai. It's way down in Dubai somewhere. Um, well, Sean Evans, I heard him say, "Quote: Well, I think you need to ask Warlock, and I think he broke it off in his big head." So, <laughs> yeah, Warlock. I mean, Warlock. Warlock does have a a biscuit forty pound head. So, I mean, that, that's, that, that is that that is no mystery about that. He does have a big head. All right, I'm gonna have to remember that one. Biscuit, forty pound head. I'm, I'm gonna write that at work. A biscuit, I'm, I'm gonna... a, a biscuit, a biscuit, buttery, forty pound head. That's what he has. <laughs> so, uh, but all right, then you know that mystery will continue until we're able to find the tooth, or until he actually gets it fixed. Um, yeah. But I don't have anything else. Well, you know, um, dude, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on, and I'm glad we're able Absolutely. to finally look it up. Oh, thank you, man. I, I, I'm I'm glad we were finally able to get together and get this thing going, man. So I definitely appreciate you having me on here. It, it was an honor. Oh yeah, and I have a feeling this won't be the last time. So. Oh, it won't be the last time. Oh yeah. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, definitely good luck in your future matches. You know, hopefully I'll be able to. Uh, I know I'll be able to watch at least some. I don't know, but I don't know if I'll be able to make it all the way down to Jeffersonville, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, Will you be able to make it to a uh, spoot tackler uh, next week? Uh, I can try. Now that one, I absolutely cannot guarantee. Uh, Mount Orb, yeah. I can guarantee because Mount Orb, you know, it's literally like the sports complex is a ten minute drive from my house. You know, so okay, okay, yeah. Um, I guess it is one advantage of living in Mount Orb. Um, it's one of the few advantages of living in Mount Orb. <laughs> <laughs> but, you want to know what? And I love Mount uh, riding the Mount Orb too. That's another place that's that's peaceful, man. It's just a straight shot. And uh, when I'm oh, riding yeah. the Mount Orb, I love the I love to play a lot of country. Okay. I, I get the country I get the country vibe when I ride the Mount Orb because it's just open cornfields, and I just I have like more of a, a country vibe for that day if I know I'm gonna work in Mount Orb. So yeah, just something you... that I, I thought I I, I add in there. I like to play a lot of Almond Brothers music. All right. There we go. Um, I love me some Almond Brothers. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Actually, you know what? If you're a jazz fan, a lot of people don't realize this. If you're a jazz fan, you'll like the Almond Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, you get on 32 and just go. And it's just straight to get to the str- It's just a straight shot. Yep. yep. I love yep. it. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, but sir, until we see you again, we'll bid you a fond farewell. And, you know, good luck in everything you're doing. And God bless. God bless you too, man, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless, man.